0: Go!
1: They're a good team. They're a team that we have to expect to beat. We have to try and, obviously, we go to the game to get the points, but they're not they're not the, the pharaohs that maybe they were of 10, 20, 30 years ago when they first broke into the international season. It's one of the beauties of international football. You're always being asked different questions, so it's, it's good. It's another challenge for the players that are selected to start the game, and obviously we want the three points to finish the week with as many points as we can get. The,
2: as we can get. the Goal Radio Football Show
3: with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Shelley Kerr. Call now and voice your opinion. Oh eight,
4: oh eight,
5: seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Let's go, 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 go. Yes, on Go Radio tonight we're with football's international royalty, former Scotland manager Shelly Kerr, MBE, and the former Scotland captain Barry Ferguson, MBE. Shelly, great to see you back in. We see you on the telly so much. You've bounced in here tonight for this match against the Faroe Islands. You're up for it, obviously. Do you think it's going to be three points for us?
6: Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. I think we'll get the three points. Um, for the supporters, I think it would be good to get a few goals as well. You know, maybe four or five goals. It hasn't been easy the first two games. Austria and Israel, really tough opponents. And you know, I think people have got to respect that. There's never an easy game in international football. But I think we'll win quite comfortably tonight
5: two points from the first two games there's been a lot of negativity around but Barry you came out flying on Monday night and you said wait a minute we could go second
4: top by Wednesday night yeah that's my, my belief Listen, I, ideally we would have loved to have um, got off to a flying start yeah. two wins um, in the two games it wasn't to happen I think the positive I take out of it is the changes that the manager made at half time in Israel and I thought in the second half the, the team were excellent we were on the front foot and I agree with what Shelley says. I think it's there for us to win tonight. Listen, Pharaohs um, are going to come and try and frustrate us. So we need calm heads. And once we get that vital first goal, I can see he's getting a few. So as I said on Monday night, I would be delighted with three or four tonight. Um, but there needs to be a bit of patience if we don't get that early goal.
5: 0808 08, 17 17 700 the number for Barry Ferguson Shelley Kerr Paul Cooney 08081717700 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Radio Football Show we're with OPC Energy we're on till 7 so we'll have the team news before the end of the programme Shelley were you surprised that he changed it at half time and did you admire the fact that the, as, a, as a boss to, to make that change and make an admission that we could do better in the second half
6: yeah absolutely I think you've got to credit Steve Clarke um, and the players because I think in both games, you know, the first game against Austria, it was 30 minutes and they made a tactical adjustment. And it worked for us. And the same in the second game against Israel. I think going to the back four, um, kind of playing a four-two-three-one, it turns into a four-three-three in attack. I think it just gives you more support in the final third, and and it worked instantly. You could see it, the players look more comfortable and we pressed a bit better all over the pitch. I mean, your press has to start from the forwards and then your midfield, and I think the gaps were smaller for us as well. Um, you know, especially in that second half when he made the tactical changes. So, as a manager, it's not easy because if you flip back to the tail end of the year when we were successful, um, getting to the finals, you know, we've played this system. Um, whether it's a three at the back turns into a five defensively it's been successful so why change it? So I can totally understand and let me tell you every manager will have a rationale for every decision they make people might not agree with it but you know he will have a rationale and why he's continued and it would have been difficult for him I think Barry to start with a four after playing the three and it's been successful for yeah, us Yeah
4: but I agree listen that, that at the end of the day that formation got us to the Euros hmm. and it's been successful listen at the start when Steve Clark came in it wasn't great It was a hard watch But each game You see an improvement And we got the results With the three-five-two. So With him making the change At, at half time Sometimes it's difficult But I, I thought There was a real difference We were further up the pitch We were closing down A lot quicker And I thought the players um, In Israel and Tuesday night In the second half Looked a lot more comfier Because um, quite a few of them Play that formation Or most of them Play that formation At their clubs um, So It'll be interesting to see what way he goes He might go back to his trusted 3-5-2 Or he might think to himself Listen, um, we got a we got a bounce in that second half With the the four-two-three-one formation And we looked a more attacking threat Yep, let's see what happens We're going to ask you about the formation And who's going to be in goals as well Maybe that change was going to happen anyway
5: in Game 3 But uh, we heard somebody shouting hello It's Nicholas <laughs> in South Ayrshire Nicholas, good evening
7: Hi there,
5: how you doing? Hi, good, where are you? Gervin? Here Oh, that was a guess Right, okay. <laughs> so, but uh, I was right. wondering who that was. <laughs> I, I know that was hello. yeah, that's from girlfriend because it's quite far from. him. Uh, so what are you thinking for tonight? Are you excited about the match this evening?
7: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um I think tonight though I think Scotland really need to to win convincingly. Like maybe like three or four goals tonight. Um you know, I think the kind of the, the way the groups kind of going there's not really a lot between ourselves. Um, Austria, Israel so it may come down to goal difference. So I think you want to see games like home and away to Faroe Islands, home and away to Moldova, as you know, twelve points and anything less isn't really going to be going to be good enough. So I think for the sake of goal difference, you really need to be looking at you know putting away about four or five tonight or something like that.
5: Because obviously Austria, Denmark tonight. What do you hope to happen in that one? Do you want Denmark to win or do you want them to to get a draw? Oh.
7: No, I think a draw. Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think trying to trying to in Denmark and try to pull them into uh, the sort of three horse race just now between ourselves as and not um, as much as we can Um, so yeah I think
5: a draw would be best Barry that's what you thought Monday night have you changed your mind?
4: No I've not changed my mind I think we've got to be positive look Denmark are are probably if you look at the group are probably the strongest team there's no doubt about it Um, but I I go back to I keep looking at the, the squad that we've got the players that we've got the levels that the players are playing at um, I think we've got a, a real top team in the, in the making I still think it's, I, th- I still think they've got to grow a bit together But I think we're only going to get better and I think the ideal result, as Nicholas says there I said it on Monday night If it's going to be a draw against denmark Austria, And we make sure uh, we get the three points It's a bonus for me if we play well Just the main thing is we get a few goals Um on board and we get the vital three points that's needed and then listen we, we just need to see what happens with the, the game over in Denmark.
5: Shelley what do you think Austria Denmark tonight what scoreline would you like to see?
6: I think like the guys you know probably a yeah. draw um, I've watched a bit of both you know I'm, I think Denmark's really impressive mm. um, especially going forward they've got some brilliant players um, they're so comfortable in possession but they, they have possession we have purpose and I think Austria as well. When we played Austria, I think you know Sabitzer wasn't playing, so mm-hmm. they've got some players to come back. But I also agree with Barry, we have got a talented squad. Mm-hmm. And I think the one part that's missing, and I know Steve Clark spoke about this quite a wee bit, the squad is still developing. Mm-hmm. The hardest part to develop in football is the end product. So from midfield to front, creating chances and scoring goals, it's, it's a well-known fact in football that is the hardest part to master in the game.
5: So who's going to be up front for us? Who's going to score for? Do you think it's going to be Lyndon Dykes? Is going to be up there with Che Adams?
6: I, I, I can see um, Ryan Fraser playing, and the reason why is I think pace. He, he's a talented player. You know, he can play central. He can come in for the wide area, and he can play deeper as well. He's an intelligent player, but I think when you've got, you need pace and mobility and creativity in that final third and for me you know is it 2 and 2 Ryan Fraser you know he's he scored so he's a, he's a mm-hmm. goal scorer as well and i th- i think he'll start i think he might go with Adams again as well
4: mm-hmm. i i think he'll go with the team that finished the game I, I agree i think he'll he'll go with Shea Adams up top and he'll go with the three which i, th- I thought looked real dangerous and we're up in contact with Shea Adams and that's Fraser McGinn and and Ryan Christie Ryan Christie come on in the second half and I thought he did make a difference Um, Ryan Christie and the the two behind him and and Callum McGregor and and McTominay now you look at the quality and the players that I've just mentioned there they can do real damage to teams so that's the way I think that the the manager I'd be surprised if he changed it but again we mentioned it at the start of the show Mm. he's tried and trusted 3-5-2 that's what got him to the Euros but I think he may look back in that second half in Israel and think to himself we get a real positive um, 45 minutes in the end. Listen, I thought we could have won the game in Israel.
5: Nicholas, I'm just seeing on Sky just now, we see uh, Austria beating Faroe Islands the other night, but I know Barry watched it. Shelley, you may have seen it. And, and, you know, they scored first in their physical side. Nicholas, have you any worries about the Faroe Islands tonight?
7: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, I I think if you look at the the results, they're definitely not, um, they're definitely improved um, over the last couple of years. And I think, um, yeah, I think they're going to be up for it um but i still i, I don't see that dominance from from winning con, you know convincingly tonight um but yeah i mean they are going they are going to make it difficult for scotland definitely
6: Nicholas, what would be an acceptable scoreline for you you're seeing a comfortable win what would make you happy tonight
7: um anything over 3 goals i think um 3-0 4-1 3-1 Something like that. I think that's ecstatic. Yeah. We
5: would be anything
4: over. Yeah, over just to mention the Faroe Islands yeah. sends shivers down my spine. Nicholas, <laughs> um, what are you
5: doing to Barry? You're taking him back to 2002. yeah. I yeah,
4: no, I remember that
7: myself. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Still in therapy. But listen, what what, I mean, yeah. me and Shelley were talking off air about the Faroe Islands. Mm. They're, they're well set up um 442 they don't really attack they try and frustrate and that's what they're going to do tonight at Hamden there's no doubt about it and that's what I think we'll need our big players the Callum McGregor's McTominay's guys with a bit of patience and calmness after 15 20 minutes if you don't get that that goal you you need players on that pitch to calm things down so there's a lot of patience needed but ideally to get a goal in the first 10 minutes that that settles everybody's nerves um, but if they don't it's important that the experienced players in the team uh, make sure that they, they don't panic. Here's the manager speaking about uh, tonight's opposition. The
1: first 30 minutes especially, they got themselves in front. They're a physical team. They're physical, they're good at what they do. Uh, norm- normally two banks are four defensive uh, defensively, solid, two good strikers with a little bit of legs, a little bit of pace and a threat on set plays because they have some really big ones One of the beauties of international football, you're always being asked different questions so it's, it's good, it's another challenge for the players that are selected to start the game
5: and, and obviously we want the three points to finish the week with as many points as we can get He's on mind hasn't he, you can never guess what his team is going to be Is it Craig Gordon in goals tonight and is that a surprise or do you think Shelley there was a, a plan to play two games for Marshall and what, what do you reckon?
6: I think that you know, there's a big part of Steve and he's came out and, you know, highlighted it um that he's he's loyal. Um and he's got the tried and trusted players that, you know, have got us to the finals. But I think he will also be mindful that He's used maybe what 14, 15 players over the two games, and I, and I think it's important to keep the squad motivated because he'll need these guys as well when we get to the Euros. I know we're talking about these are the World Cup qualification games, so I definitely think the goalkeeper will be a change. I think he'll go with Craig Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's been some questions raised about the, you know, a couple of the goals in particular that David Marshall has conceded. Mm-hmm. But um, you know you're, what you're going to get with Craig Gordon is a top top professional goalkeeper that's absolutely outstanding and still playing, you know, as well as he was, you know, four or five years ago.
4: Yeah, the three goalkeepers in in the Scotland squad at this moment in time are, are quality goalkeepers for for me. David Marshall's done ever so well. I think people look back at the goal he conceded against Israel and look. I, I know Big Martian. If you ask him, he'll be open and honest. He, he knows he should have saved it um, It was a mistake um, But overall I think he's been He's been excellent Look if Craig Gordon comes in Again I've played with, with Craig Gordon I know he's a top quality goalkeeper As Shelley just mentioned there I've watched a number of Hearts games this year And he's been exceptional mm. And you've got John McLaughlin Who again is another really good goalkeeper The only problem he's got Is he's got the best goalkeeper in the country In front of him <laughs> and Ali McGregor So Yeah I agree I think he may look to, to put Craig Gordon in um, look if he makes a change in the goalkeeper keep, department I don't think it will make much difference because of the quality we've got there
5: Nicholas you'll know a thing or two about goalkeepers coming from Girvan the Girvan lighthouse for the over 40s I just you that. might remember <laughs> Peter McCloy uncle Peter <laughs> McCloy yeah well done <laughs> Maybe too young yeah he's down it, at Turnberry he's a starter at Turnberry
6: isn't he Aye? Yeah. Nicholas yeah. does this
5: yeah. mean anything to you do you remember the name Peter McCloy the ex-Rangers goalkeeper Uh no,
7: nah, I don't think I
5: do. Before no. your
4: time, you are showing that, our age yeah. <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> Definitely.
5: What about John McGinn and that goal uh, that w- that we saw? What What do you think? What are you looking for tonight then? A bit of magic? Uh,
7: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't really think it really matters how the goals come in. Just as long as they as they really go in. Um, yeah, the John McGinn goal was was pretty special though. Um, I think it was quite good to see that game, especially how they came back. Um, twice as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so they've definitely got a lot of character in this team and even if they are developing you know it's good signs that they're going to be developing into a a pretty uh, resilient team
4: I I was going to ask Shelley her opinion on on John McGinn for me I prefer John McGinn further forward let him off the leash get in people's faces let him get beyond the the striker I like him there I know he plays a bit deeper with with Aston Villa and he has for, for Scotland but for me He's more a threat further forward.
6: Yeah, I think you've seen it in the games. You know, the evidence is there as soon as you put him higher up. I think what he does really well is he puts the opponents under pressure. Mm-hmm. That's that's the first thought in his head, is go and put pressure on. And it's amazing what that does. It's almost a chain reaction. And for mm-hmm. me, I, I like him further forward mm-hmm. as well. I can understand them getting played deeper. Um, but I do think that in terms of the team, you know that kind of missing piece of the jigsaw. So he's better in a and a more advanced position for sure. And he has played deeper. We asked Villa this year. But he, I mean, I think he spoke. I think he interviewed after the game, and he said he doesn't mind hmm. where he plays. You know, he just wants to play. Yeah, you can type. see where he
4: prefers yeah. to play, but, but
6: you, you can tell he plays uh, further forward. He yeah. likes playing further forward. Yeah,
4: he's a, he's a different player for me. He brings so much more um, to the team. Um, and as I say, when he got that move a couple of years years ago to Aston Villa, I thought he was a good player. But again. Similar to what I spoke about Kieran Tierney, I think since he's went down there into the Championship, now into the Premier League, he's went up a couple of levels and he's so, so important for the Scotland team.
5: Should be real confidence in the team, Nicholas, the manager speaking about almost an arrogance. It's not arrogance
1: in a bad way, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a confidence, a belief you have to go on the pitch. But I think we go to the pitch with that, sometimes the opposition can upset you a little bit and then you have to respond. But I don't think there's any, there's any lack of belief. I think we can be better. I think we can have a mentality that's better. I think it's a... And I say it all the time when I come here. It's a, it's a group, a squad of players are getting more and more international experience. And the more they get, the easier it will become to play in this type of match where you, go, you should go to the pitch and, and dominate the game from start to finish. So you have to control your good
5: moments and control your bad moments in the game, just to say. Shelley, you think of that? Arrogance, more confidence...
6: I think it's just been confidence. I never like using the word arrogance. Nope. Um, I like to talk about confidence, and you know, I I think that certainly both second halves that will allow the players to come into this game confidence plus the opponents as well. If you can't, and no disrespect to Feroes let's be honest, because I've said this many a time, and being involved in international matches where you play lesser ranked team and it doesn't teams and it doesn't quite work out for you, but. The players should be oozing confidence going into this game tonight. You're playing at home. You're playing at Hamden. You've not lost. You've got two points. Okay, it could have been slightly better for us, but you should you should be oozing confidence.
5: What did you think we were going to have points wise after the first two games?
6: Looking at the, I I know as a manager, I've never looked at points. I look at the, I look at one game at a time Mm -hmm. because I think if you set a target, it puts added pressure on the players. The players will do that themselves.
5: So Austria, what did you think was going to happen? This is maybe slightly unfair afterwards. No,
6: listen, we're talking hypothetically and, you know, the game's played out, but I thought that it would have been tough against Austria. Mm. I was banking on getting three points against Israel, even although we've played them so many times and I know that they're a tough opponent, but this is qualification campaign. You need to turn, you know, the performances into results. So I was counting on three points against Israel mm-hmm. and definitely three points tonight. So for me, minimum I was looking at was six points. Great.
5: Nicholas, your scoreline again? Three plus, you think? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Okay. Nicholas, great hopefully. call. Thanks very much.
6: The Go
3: Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five
5: thanks to Rochelle for the traffic and travel here in Go Radio normally at this time before an international there'd be 52,000 heading to Hampton Park and let's hope we're going to have people in we hear from the authorities that for June we should have some fans in the way it's going
4: just now Barry
5: and that will be
4: brilliant won't it to fans for the Euros yeah it'd be it'd be excellent listen um, I'm a big believer in football's nothing without fans Mm. Um, it must be really difficult for the players just now playing in front of empty stadiums and, and do you know what they, they get they gain my respect for that. I think I would struggle um, back in my playing days. I managed to do it once um, in an empty stadium, and it was uh, it was really strange. But hopefully, come the Euros, we can at least get even if it's ten thousand fans in. Paul, um, I'm sure it would help the players massively. Shelley, you will be there.
6: Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> absolutely. I, I think um, you know when you watch the Israel game. Um, the other mm. evening they had 5,000 yeah. and you could hear them yep. you know rather than the kind of fake crowd noise that we're getting when we're <laughs> watching like football <laughs> I don't
4: like no. that I think
5: we're all switching that off now yeah. where we can aren't we <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
6: but um, yeah. no it does make a massive difference mm. on the yeah. pitch to the players and, and the staff that's what gets you motivated mm. more motivated to play when you're a player but it would be amazing if we can get supporters in
5: I see we had one Scotland supporter there he had the salt tyre so I it was great that. to yeah. see so was that was good 4,999 Israeli fans one Scott it was the, the draw the other night what's going to happen tonight surely Scotland at home to the Faroe Islands the game kicks off at 7.45 we'll bring you the team news Shelley you on the you're on the Beeb later on I saw you on at the yes, weekend yeah, yes yeah good you're on. Who, who are you on with tonight
6: um, I think it's Stephen Naismith tonight right yeah good so looking forward to it um, hopefully we've got lots of highlights and especially goals
5: yep you played with Stephen Nesmith his time at Rangers, ex Kelly yep. of Two course, Two different
4: characters off the pitch, really In what way? really yeah. quiet off the pitch. But once he crossed that white line he was a he was an animal. He was a great teammate, really um good team player. And real good quality about him, Stephen Nesmith. Mm. Um when we we brought him um from Kilmarnock I um, I didn't realise how good he was Until I trained with him every day Um, Really top player And you just see with the clubs And the moves he's had in his his career And it's still great to see him Still um, playing his trade at at Hearts But no, Nasey was a a top player could be an omen this is uh, the anniversary of a massive Scotland
5: win against the old enemy I'll tell you about that shortly one of the biggest ever it's before our time uh, I use that loosely our time that spans a few decades just before but, your uh, time yeah it is actually well before my time but I remember it mentioned quite a lot uh, Craig you certainly won't mention you won't know about this but uh, Craig and coming all good evening uh, good evening
2: hi Craig Barrett, Shiller, who's how it? How good Craig. yeah how are you Aye, not bad, no bad. Looking forward to the to the game tonight I must say. Yeah. Um you know, I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, the I think my biggest disappointment with the last two games was the fact that we didn't start playing to the second half. Yeah. Um and although we've managed to get to a point, should so easily have been zero because both Israel and Austria had enough chances in the first half mm-hmm. to have been out of sight uh, by half time, you know. So that was disappointing, um, especially after failing to get that point we needed in the Nations League at the tail end of last year as well. But tonight, I think we have to go out there against a team like the Faroe Islands. And, you know, absolutely, you show them respect because at the end of the day, they are a better team than they once were. But we should be more than capable um, of comfortably beating them. And I think for minute one, we need to be at it. We need to be in their faces, creating chances, trying to get a goal as early as possible because that just settles the game down a bit and allows us to then impose our... Style of play on the game but I do think in terms of changes to the team I'm not bothered about the goalkeeper changes I don't think it matters which one do they see her in because we're quite lucky that we've got such great options I do think Ryan Christie's somebody who should be dropped because I think the last two games he just looks like somebody that's completely devout of confidence He said that unbelievable opportunity against Austria which yes the keeper does well but I think an on-form, fully confident Ryan Christie comfortably slots that home, and even in the Israel game, there was a couple of times, you know, in the second half where his final ball was so poor. He was squaffing at things. He had a ball come into him, he totally slices. Um, so he's the only one I think that stood out as looking less than
5: it is his, you know, he's best. So Barry, do you think that's fair?
4: Listen, he got dropped for this real game and I thought he showed a reaction in the second half I've got to be honest with you he's not playing at the levels he was a few months back that's, that's for sure but one thing you did get from Ryan Christie and Sunday night was a reaction to show the manager, look, I'm still about here I want to be in this, this starting 11 I thought his quality at times wasn't up there What it's as I said, what we've become used to of, of Ryan Christie uh, playing games of football, but I thought he showed a real good attitude and I, I think Ryan Christie will, will start the game tonight Shelley?
6: Um, I, I'm not sure if he'll start um, I, I would agree with Barry, I think that, you know, he's lacked a bit consistency with his performances and I think, you know you rightly said Craig that the best chances uh, in both games I think fell to Ryan Christie mm-hmm. and you've got to do better and um, Barry I'll tell you in international football you you don't get a lot of chances especially put when you're playing against the better team so when you get in those moments you have to make sure that you make it count um, but I mean I, I go back to both teams you know the, the Austrians I think are a class outfit and i think they've got some top top players obviously playing in the bundesliga even israel when you look at the personnel especially the forward players you know you've got Zahavi front,
4: Shelley, they were I, really good Zahavi yep. playing
6: for eindhoven mm-hmm. De Boer hoffenheim yep. um, solomon Shakhtar denis that you know they're yep. they're a good team and, and i thought you know the biggest problem for us in that the game against israel was the fact that we were one-dimensional in attack, so all we kept on doing was going down the sides, mm-hmm. um, using, obviously, Robertson and O'Donnell as wing-backs getting forward. There was no way that we could go in in the central area of the pitch because Israel was so well organised. They shut off all the spaces. So, for me, I, what I want to see tonight is us obviously start really well but and play with a bit of speed, tempo, but occupy the pitch better, especially in the mm. build-up, and you know, create space and have more variation in our attack. I think that's so important. It's I think good players will find space through central areas. They're able to penetrate, whether that's by a pass or by a penetrating run. So for me, I'd love to see that tonight.
4: Mm. but yeah, I think we will start... Well, I would like to see starting the front foot is yeah. important, Shelley. I'll tell you how important the start of a game is. Because um, if you don't start... At a certain level it's difficult to get up to a level, so they need to really start on the front foot, be in their faces and move the ball about, because we know Hamden's a massive pitch and mm. we've got real good footballers on show. Guys that can handle the ball. Um and listen, sometimes when you play that three five two formation Shelley, you do rely far too much on the wing backs. Mm. Now we're changing in the second half to a four two three one. It allowed us to play into the midfield, you know what I mean, and get the ball on the ground, mm. which I think we're we we do not do enough of. I think we've got real good footballers as I mentioned that can handle the ball and that's important at an international level to keep hold of possession and I hope to see tonight that he does continue with the formation that he finished with against Israel Here's the manager speaking about tonight.
1: They gave Austria a fright, the first 30 minutes especially. They got themselves in front. They're a physical team. They're physical, they're good at what they do. Uh, norm- normally two banks of four defensive, uh, defensively, solid. Two good strikers with a little bit of legs, a little bit of pace. And a threat on set plays because they have some really big ones. One of the beauties of international football, you're always being asked different questions. So it's, it's good, it's another challenge for the players that are selected to start the game. In. And obviously we want the three points to finish the week with as many
5: points as we can get. Shelley, Craig makes a good point, though we shouldn't need to worry who the goalkeeper is tonight We've got three really good goalkeepers and hopefully we're at the other end of the pitch.
6: No, absolutely. I think regardless of who plays in goals, um, they'll they'll have little to do. Maybe all they have to do is, you know, more uh, kinda um bolty feet in terms of the build up phases. Um and they might be instrumental in starting the build up phase. So, you know, whoever it is, they're they're all good with the ball at their feet. But I would like to see us play with a back four tonight. I have to be honest, I think as soon as that change was made and in particular Andy Robertson mm. um, who's a class player, there's absolutely no doubt about
5: been it. there a bit of chat about it, isn't there? People saying he's not the same player with Scotland. We've heard it's it so different. often. Yep. It's
6: different playing international football and until you do that, you know you don't understand how difficult it is. And also you've got the the added fact that you're playing with different players so that you know. not playing with week in, week out, um, even although they're intelligent players. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're, you're getting asked to play a different position, as in the case of Andy Robertson, who's came in to, when he comes to Scotland, he's been deployed in a wing back position. But for me, as soon as he went to full back, he was fantastic. He was getting, you know, beyond the midfield, penetrating runs, great passes, crosses into the box. That's what he's good at.
5: Craig?
3: Yeah,
2: listen, I. I tend to agree with pretty much most of what Shirley was saying there. I do think we looked better um, when we went to the back four. It, it was funny because that first half against Israel, it, it was just bizarre to me because we all know Steve Clark teams are usually synonymous with, you know, being very well organised, being tight, difficult to break down, mm. and yet in that first half against Israel, the space they had every time they got into their, I mean, a simple ball over the top, and David Marshall had to come twenty yards to clear it. Because there was no defender there, you know, which is not something you normally see in a Steve Clark team. But then in the second half, it was totally different, and all of a sudden we were a Steve Clark team again, much better organised, getting forward much more as well.
6: Craig, that's sometimes Uh, a problem, in my opinion, when you play with a back three, because what happens is defensively the wing backs drop and they drop to form a back five. And the problem is that it's so difficult because you don't have many training sessions to work on it. So the problem that you have is you have that structured back five and there was a lack of engagement on the ball holder um, against their opponents. That's what I felt. So you had that back five and then the gaps become bigger between the defence and midfield and the forwards. And I felt it was a huge, Mm -hmm. huge problem for us.
4: People don't realise, and Shelley will back me up here, you don't get much time to do preparation on the training ground mm. now the, the squad did them met up last Sunday and probably the guys who quite a few of them played yeah. on the Sunday mm. so they wouldn't train on the Monday mm. so Steve Steve Clark's only get the Tuesday and Wednesday yeah. to prepare for the Austria game then you go and play the Austria game Friday's a recovery yep. Saturday Saturday the, the, the
6: the fly. Fly. they flew to Israel yep. on, on Saturday Long flight. they'll probably
4: do a, an hour's preparation mm. Mm. At if you're most, lucky and then they're lucky. straight in, so he's not got, he's not getting a lot of time on the training ground, and that's where people have got to realise. I mean, I know it myself; it's it's a difficult, difficult yeah. one. Shelley mentioned there you're playing with different players. Yeah. Andy Robertson's playing at Liverpool; he plays a certain way. He's playing with world-class players. Now we've got top players for me, but he's playing in a different formation. But I agree with what Craig and Shelley said: the difference in Andy Robertson in the second half was night and day the previous mm. uh, the the first half in Israel and the full game against Austria. Back to the Andy Robertson that we know and the level he's played
5: at and what he's achieved is
4: well, it's just the phenomenal. problem you've got is you've we've yeah. got two top class full yeah. and and yeah. the manager's got to find a way of getting both of them and I'm a big big believer in you've got to play your best players and he's finding a way to get both of them man now. When he went to the back four, I thought of Kieran Tierney again strolled it in a back three, he strolled it when he went into left centre half in a back four. Uh, and we look comfy enough, uh, comf- comfortable, more comfortable, should I say, but then you look at Andy Robertson, there was a difference in him, certainly in the second uh, second half.
5: Craig, we see Davy Proven on at the moment, getting ready for Sky, he'll be back on with us, Barry, in the next week or two. Um, so what do you think the scoreline is he's going to bring us tonight, Craig? What do you reckon?
2: Oh, um, I think um, probably... I reckon a 3 nil would probably oh, be, right. be 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 fair. Um, I think that's probably the way to go. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to make just a quick point about Steve Clark actually. Yeah, I'll uh, just say,
5: you're, okay. you're always measured, so for you saying 3-0, yeah. uh, I hear you. We'd settle for that. What are you going on to say about the manager?
2: Yeah, well, some people might roll their eyes when I say this, but I, it's something that's been bugging me for a couple of months about him. If he is fully focused and fully dedicated to... Seen us through the Euros and seen us through this World Cup qualifying campaign, then why is it he has not yet, ref- you know, come out and ruled himself out of the this, this Celtic job? He's kind of throwing out different teasers here or there. Nah, and nah, I think he should. Nah, if he's dedicated nah. to the national team, Craig, he, that man's dedicated to it.
5: No, that's that's a connect, that's somebody having to reply to a negative. Somebody putting something up that's uh, a hypothesis. It's not happening. I mean, it might afterwards. He's the manager there until the Euros. Um, I think it's a kind of unfair, one Shelley. That Craig, it's maybe you. Maybe you agree with Craig. I, yeah. I, th-
6: I think that when you're a manager and you get success, you will always get attached to um, certain jobs. Um, mm. And I think that you know, when you deal with that with the press, I think that you have to try and stay focused on the the job at hand. And I think Steve's done that. I think it's very difficult sometimes to. You know, I, I think he's used the terminology to see into the future, but I think he's very committed to the cause. He's been the first manager, obviously, you know, in a long time to take us to our finals, um, and and you know, he's done well with the team. Mm. This team, I think. Can only get better um, So I, I think he's very focused um, On the job at hand And I think his his first priority Is to get three points tonight And then he'll turn his attentions To yeah. the preparation for the Euros
4: he's done, For me he's done a fantastic job When he took over we were rock bottom We were struggling, no confidence He came in, he had a set way of playing Listen, I mentioned it at the start of the show It wasn't great in the eye I didn't enjoy watching the first two or three games But there was a gradual process and you could see the confidence rising within the squad and the team and eventually got results. And they got us to somewhere that nobody's got us for the last 23 years. What would you to say to
5: tournament who wants him to come out and say, no, I don't want the Celtic well, I think draw, he's the or I don't want you don't, Newcastle.
4: You always get Steve Clark the same Every they win. Yeah. He's the same as they get beat or draw. He, he never changes. Um, but for me, I've bumped into him a couple of times um, and I think he's a focused guy. He's done. He's got us to the Euros along with his players and he'll be here to take us into the Euros.
5: Alright Craig, thanks for your call. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. 17 17 700 Barry Ferguson Shelley Kerr, Paul Cooney on Glasgow's Go Radio. The
3: go- Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.
5: Well, Cooney with Shelley Kerr, Barry Ferguson. lodge your calls coming in. Thanks to Craig, who was on a few moments ago. Nicholas was on earlier. And both of them think 3-0 Scotland tonight. But we are keeping the feet on the deck, but we're massively optimistic. Surely a few goals and three points for Scotland. And then we'd be in five points. Austria played Denmark tonight. So, you know, Denmark could still be, they could be in nine points or we could just be two points behind the leaders.
4: Yeah, but we've got to go into the game confident, but not overconfident. Respect your opponent's as I said they're going to come and try and frustrate us but listen I just hope we, we take the game to them we're, we're in their faces we're on the front foot and if we do that I think we've we'll the, got the players and the capabilities to, to go and win the game convincingly
5: Shelley, match day when you were Scotland manager what was it like What's it two hours just under two hours to kick off what was your routine and with the players give us an
4: insight
6: I probably had a, a little bit time to myself on your own because you're consumed by it and did you talk
4: to yourself I talked to myself I, uh, I, I talked to myself <laughs>
6: do that every day Barry <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every day no I, I think I always do you know what's funny is, it, is certainly from my own perspective I think once you do match day minus one training you're shaping and set plays and whatever and you know you do the, the match team meeting you give them the team I think it's almost like it's then just in game scenarios that you're thinking and so you go through scenario planning what happens what are you going to do if this happens what will I do if this happens so, and so on th- did you go
4: into a game where a plan? I always i always yeah. going into a game. Obviously, the way that I want to play, and think if things are not working during the game, then I've got a plan B. Yeah. Did you do that I, the same I, thing?
6: Absolutely. We 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 worked. Did with, you work on
4: that? Work with,
6: work with a framework, so we would always speak about um, how we would stop the opponents building, um, look at their strengths, but look at how we were going to build. So have variation, you know, starting from the defensive line and how we would go through the midfield thirds and then attacking. So. We'd have, we'd work on that at training, set plays. And and if things weren't happening, for example, you know, the opponents set up in a different way, that's your in-game scenarios. So where you go through them all, what if they play with a different shape? And you've already worked on that or, you know, mentioned it in training to the players. Look, they will set up this way, but if they don't and they set up this way, this is how we're going to play. So I think that's, for me, the best part about being... The kind of in, involved in the national team set up as a head coach was mm-hmm. match day minus one because that you know that's where you're going on there you're given the detail mm-hmm. how you want the team to play how the opponents will play and almost match day is like okay we've prepared yeah. well enough we've given all the players the information let's see what happens on the day so you kind of trying to. You know, keep yourself calm, composed and um, yep. yeah, give the players confidence yep. for going out to start the game well. It's
5: over to them, but you're still instilling yeah. confidence. Barry, so two hours before kickoff, what were you saying to yourself before you left the team? Or maybe give it give well, us an insight.
4: Well, well I, I give I would put the team up an hour and a half before the game. Um and then I would do the team talk ten minutes. I always ten minutes I get told the best way and the way that previous managers Ten, 10 minutes before they go out for the warm up. Um, no longer in 10 minutes I've got my My timer on, on the watch really? And I feed them the information Obviously the, the previous training sessions They're told the way that the They set up The team who we're going to Play against In terms of whether It's a back 4 A back 3 Whatever And then We play We've got a certain way of playing But we can change uh, Within the game And the players know that um, all, all I need to do Is give them the information To the captain And then he spreads the word round about the the team and we can go into a different um, formation. But in terms of me, I just like to be myself. Mm -hmm. I I don't like him to round about me. Um, People will probably tell you I'm on a different planet. Um, And I was the same way as a player. You're totally dedicated. Yeah, an hour and a half before the game, um, I was uh, just, as I said, just in a different place. Um, But that was the way that I like to focus and I felt I got the best out of myself doing that. And I'm, I'm the same as a as a manager and everybody's got different ways of handling situations you know, it's a yep. great
6: point I, I was the same as a player and as a manager even more so because the last thing you want is any distractions because you've mm. got to do media as well before the game mm. as well so once the media is out, out the way you can then totally focus and I think the slightest we thing can distract you can distract you so it's really you know yeah. For, yeah. for a player they need to be focused mm-hmm. so, you know in international football at the highest level but as a manager you need to be you know, so focused as well.
4: So there's so many things like like during the warm up. There's a couple instances this season. I've lost players, uh, and then yep. in one certain game, I lost two players in the warm up through pulled muscles, mm. and then two minutes in, a guy pulled his hamstring. So then I've had to really change the formation and change. Um, so that's where all the planning and prep goes wow. on yeah. the training ground. So you've got to come up with all these sort of scenarios, and I, I think about it. I write it down quickly. Mm. If this happens, this is the way I'm going to go. So I'm prepared if it does happen within the game or like I just mentioned there, um, two key players, two of my most important players probably that I lost during the warm-up. One minute past three and you were three players down. Two minutes minutes past three. Two minutes, all right, okay. (laughs)
5: I'm getting that stare. But Shelley, we're just about to congratulate him because he's on Kelty Hearts. He's the manager and they've been declared champions, as they should be, of the Lowland League.
6: Congratulations, fantastic.
4: Yeah, it's, it's been, um, uh, there's been a lot of talk about it, it We kind of knew that it was going to be happening But they had to go to the members, member clubs in the in the league um, But I think if you look over the last two seasons um, There's no doubt in my, my mind that we've, we've been the most consistent team 38 games, 34 wins, 2 draws, 2 defeats So it, it's a, a decent record It's not the way that I want to win the league Similar to last season, I would like to play it out but circumstances with the Covid situation We can't do it Now we're just again waiting Whether we're going to get the, the playoff now It's down to the, the SFA and the SPFL to, uh, to decide whether they're going to have this playoff game So, uh, so you still don't know for sure? No, it, our league have done the thing That they've had to do And that was call a Champions Club Okay, They've put us forward And the Highland League have done the same And that's Brora.
5: Right. So you should be due to play Brewer Rangers Three weeks tonight It's the 21st yeah, of
4: April? I need to get permission to go back training. So, so I'm so still they, waiting on permission. Yep. They obviously did brilliantly against Hearts. They just started
5: training, but they did well. They're playing this weekend. Yeah, listen, but
4: It's not a uh, level playing field. No, look, I watched Brorah last season, got plenty of uh, video on them. Um, they're a good team. And look, you've seen the result last week against Hearts. They, they thoroughly deserve to beat Hearts. Um, the thing that Bro have got on us just now is they've been back three weeks. They've obviously played a friendly game, they've played Hearts. And they've obviously got Stranraer and Saturday, um, so we really need to get back quickly. Um, well, I was just
6: going to say that Barry, We've been idle it, for three months. It's hugely important that mm-hmm. there's fairness here um, for the playoff. That that has to happen. Uh, and the pyramid system for me is great. I think it's fantastic. Mm. It's been a fantastic introduction. Um, I worked in you know we're still in university in the Lowland League as well, and I enjoyed my time there. And it's so important that we continue that. So for me, you know. Yep, great. And you know, Highland League's been fantastic in its time as well. You know, you look back to Inverness, Ross County and course, Edinburgh yeah. City from you know, obviously Cove the Rangers. Lowland League, yep. Cove so- Rangers as well. So for me the pyramid system's working. Uh-huh. We need to have these games, the playoff games, but I, I hope not just because you're here that there's fairness for for the teams mm-hmm. involved, so yeah. that we can get back to. How can we change I, I was,
4: it? I was hoping to get back yeah. um, tomorrow night. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. um, but that's became impossible. We we need the, the the SFA, the SPFL, and the government to give us a go ahead. Um, What's so we, difficult about it? What I, is difficult? Well, we just need a, a a yes that we can get oh. back now. I've had to say to the players, it's going to look like next week hopefully, but we need to get the go-ahead.
6: Barry, do you need to test? You have yes, to be in the testing environment the of, so the club are going to support Once
4: the announcement get made yesterday, Kelly, the, uh, the club came to me and said, listen, it's going to cost us money. You know how difficult it is for, for clubs in this mm-hmm. in this situation, but it's going to cost us in between £1,500 and £2,000 a week, but the club of says, okay, that's not problem. That's not a problem. Chairman's up for it. He's yeah. up for it because... We, we never got the playoff game last season And we don't want to give up on the opportunity to get it this season So we're, we just need to get back quickly We obviously need to get all the players tested But we need the OK from um, the three bodies that I just mentioned Why would it not happen? Why why wouldn't it? There's Barry Ferguson, the manager at
5: Kelty Hearts They've been declared the Lowland League champions They'll play Brewer Rangers But they're not allowed to train So sort it out now There's people at the top of the game At the SFA, the SPFL Well paid Do something about it now we're only talking about two teams here Fit Young players Taking the precautions Doing the testing Let's sort it out
6: Yeah absolutely And I think obviously Brora have already been training Because of the situation In the Scottish yeah. Cup um, But I do think In terms of fairness And that's it All that anybody wants here Is yeah. fairness So I'm, um, hopefully You know That it gets sorted out And the players can get back Training soon Barry And yep. you're well prepared For the playoff games Yeah but look I'm um, I-
4: I understand, um, Bro. I've got no problem. They they had to come back because they were still in the Scottish Cup. Sure. Um, they had to get back and train. I'm not going to use it as an excuse, but we can't delay it any longer. We've got to, if we have got any chance, of competing at a decent standard against, hopefully, Bro. If the playoff game is given the green light to go ahead. We need to get back.
6: Are you worried after the result against Hearts? No, listen, it's a
4: great test. It's a great test. It'll be a great test for, for the players. Um, preparation's no ideal. Shelley, if I'm been honest with you, I would have loved to have got the players back this week. But listen, <laughs> it is what it is. We, we need to deal with it. But we need to get back next week if we're, if we're going to have any chance um, of, of competing against Brora.
5: The training's not ideal, says the manager. He's not allowed to train with the players. It's madness. Sort it out now. I mean, there's no question. SPFL, SFA on the blower now, well, sort out 08 17 say, 17 seventeen,
4: seventeen, seven hundred. Can I just say, look, in terms of the Lowland League, they've, they've they've done everything possible. Yeah. They've done what they've had to do. Yeah. It's not ideal. They've went for the PPG points per game system. Some clubs that ain't happy about it. I understand that, but listen, we had to call a champion for the sake of the pyramid system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the reason it's been done, and people need to think of that because as Shelley just mentioned earlier. I think the pyramid system works really good There's really good clubs in it There's ambitious clubs mm. And we need to make sure it continues to work
6: There's good players as well, Barry When you look at the Highland League and the Lowland League mm-hmm. There is some fantastic players He tells playing. us every week on this <laughs> and,
5: and it's,
4: it's true, <laughs> No, you <laughs> do and and there is, There's yeah. no doubt Listen, there's, there's teams that have been able to, to get players Now, I, I've got a number of players Bonnie Rig, East Ireland, East Bride, yep. BSE, Glasgow you could, I mean there's a group of 30-40 players there that could easily play two levels above Shelley yeah. and I'm not just yeah. saying it because I'm in the league and, and do you know what, it'll be the same at the Highland League as well and it just, you just need to see with the result that Broader Rangers got they Absolutely. only only been back two and a half weeks against a full-time team okay. in the Hearts what a result it was for them so we just need to wait and see but hopefully we get the call soon Congratulations Barry, well done winning surely we can get this sorted
5: two things to tell you Iceland, the under-21s, Iceland nil France too. Who scored the French second goal? No surprise. No surprise. Watson <laughs> Edward has scored, and it was on this day, nineteen twenty-eight. Scotland beat England five-one at Wembley. The Wembley Wizards. Have you heard of them? No, <laughs> no. But before it was a famous. course oh, before everyone's time listening. Of course, ninety-three years ago. of course we remember. any time Scotland beat
6: England, it's that we a moment for
5: tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your music beforehand, Shelley, with the, the the girls? You know, in the in the championship. What what did you play?
6: Um do you know what there was players that were responsible for the tunes and if I'm being uh-huh. honest I, I never really went anywhere near the changing room mm-hmm. um, so um yep. a variation dance music a lot of it with no words in it just yeah. very, the very
5: loud Proclaimers no, no. no Barry what about you a yeah, in international some... duty
4: <laughs> well, yeah l- listen I was never one to um I just let the other guys go on with it. Um, I used to join in if it was a decent tune, if it was something I would then walk out and go into yep. somewhere different. But as I say, as I was in right. a different planet. I was walking about, talking to myself, talking to people, just to keep myself focused. Great. Loving it. Hearing the insight
5: from Barry and from Shelley. More of your calls coming next. It's the news. And then we're back 0808 08, 17, 17700.
0: no! Ah. The Goal Radio Football Show with
3: OPC Energy Limited hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Shelly Kerr. Call now and voice your opinion 0808 1717 08
5: 700. Let's go! If you missed the first hour you missed Barry Ferguson admitting that he used to speak to himself just before kickoff in a match just in the hour or two beforehand. Shelly Kerr wouldn't go near the dressing room really the work was done beforehand and that was maybe one of the more the job was done then. Is it hard to? for you Shelley when you were telling people they were dropped and that would be the day before
6: um, that's always a tough job um, and do you know when I first went into the role um, I was there for almost four years I asked the players how they wanted to be told and um, you know they said look we'd rather know you know, if you've taken a squad and at that time I think we didn't have 23 um, so you were letting them down it was maybe five players and um, they said we would rather know so I, I made the decision to you know the morning of the match or whatever, I would go and chap the door, and it was it became it became really tough though because the players then knew every you know match if they were getting a chap at the door, <laughs> it was it was me, and it's it's not it's a horrible job. And but what, what I decided to do though, I said I will tell you that you're not playing, but I'm not going to give you the rationale because I think you know I need to keep you know my focus on the team. And I'll do that at a later date. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's very competitive in international football. So they were happy with that and we made the decision together.
4: I I just found in terms of when I was a player, uh, the managers that I really looked up to would do it an hour and a half before the game. Uh, And I've continued that into my coaching and and managerial um, kind of life. I just feel sometimes when you I mean you are obviously part time And we only get to see them a Tuesday and a Thursday If I'm going to set my team out And I say it's somebody on a Thursday How's he going to be? You know what I mean He could turn around and say Right you know what I'm just going to maybe do something Friday Go out or, or whatever So they, my boys are, are fine with it They understand it um, It's tough when you put the, the team up But you as a manager You've got to make these decisions um, It's not okay. personal Sometimes you've got to change yeah. When you're playing a certain team that, That's it So if you want to be a manager You've got to make these decisions It's part and parcel of like, management You're going to let people down But you've got to let them understand um, As I said It's for What you're trying to achieve On a Saturday Is get the three points Let's look to tonight Will we get the three points And how will Scotland start
5: up front Jordan's on the line From Perth Hi Jordan
8: Hi guys How's it going? Good Hi, How are Jordan. you? Jordan yeah, not too bad at all, looking
5: forward to the night. Yeah, we we are indeed. I just want to, is there any chance he'll start, I know I mentioned it in the first half and uh, we weren't really biting on it, but do you think he might start with Adams up front along with Lyndon Dykes?
8: I, I think a perfect night for it. I think no disrespect to the Faroe to, to the Islands, but we should, should be beating them comfortably. Uh-huh. You think if you look at the quality we have on the pitch, it should be not a foregone conclusion, you know, these things can happen in football, you might get an upset, but... Looking
4: on paper, we should definitely score quite a few. So I reckon if you're going to try it out, tonight's the perfect night for it. Barry, what would you say on that? Yeah, l- listen, it's one of the ones that if you're going to... I mean, I says I would like to have seen that partnership, but that was me going back to Steve Clapp playing a 3-5-2. Um, so do you think you might do that? It, yeah. We just need to wait and see. But whatever formation our, our personnel picks, I, I don't think it'll make a difference with what Jordan just mentioned with the quality we've got within the squad Um, I just thought in in the second half in Israel as I mentioned earlier on uh, in the show that I I thought we looked a a lot better we are back four we looked um, more of a threat Uh, but I'm interested to see the the Mm. team selection I'm interested to see the the formation but I don't think it should make a difference because I think we've got good enough players um, to take care of the job as I said Go in me confidence, but respect your opponent. And if we do that, we'll have too much for the Pharaohs. Shelley,
6: I, I agree. I think that you know you're respectfully the opponents, but I agree with Jordan. I think that you know who we put in the team tonight is irrelevant because they should all be capable enough of getting a result and a performance against the Pharaohs. And I, I know international football is difficult, and they will they will set up with their goalkeeper and the back 10 in their own half, there's no doubt about that. I think Barry mentioned it earlier about being patient. To break teams down like that, you need to create space, you need to have overloads in certain areas and um, you need to play with speed at the right time of the game. And um, So for me, that's important. I, I think he's got to start with Fraser because he's got that injection of pace. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see Adams playing again because he's pacey as well. Now whether he plays him central or whether he plays him, you know, off the side. Uh,
4: Southampton he plays up front with Danny Ings. That's right. And they normally one of them drops into that number ten position, but that number ten position on Thursday, uh, sorry Sunday night against Israel was John oh, McGinn, McGinn, who I think's. Probably one of the most important, if not the most Very important player for Scotland. Thing
6: as well is that you know, Steve. will have looked at the Pharaohs, and you know, for what I've saw, they've played a four-four-two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe he'll go and match them. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I don't know. We, we don't know what he'll do, but I, I I'm kind of veering towards that he will start with a back four, mm-hmm. and that'll give us you know our full backs trying to get them you know in the opponent's half to create overloads in the wide area. But for me, the big thing is actually attacking centrally as well because yeah. I, I like it I think it's a bit risky but I like that because it can be attractive those penetrating passes giving goals and I think we've got the players yeah, to do it, it
4: Shelley I thought we were risky in the second half against yes. Israel. sometimes you're going to get hit in the counter attack but that's something sometimes you've just got to accept that a team may get two or three chances on the counter attack but I think when you're a bit more risky like we were in the second half I thought we looked a far better outfit I just liked that formation and I liked the way we went about things Here's the manager
1: short period of time. I know it seems like forever, but when you look at the actual games that we've played, it's been strung out over a long time. There was, I think it was nearly 10 months without international football, so it's a long time. We've managed to qualify for a major tournament for the first time in 23 years, and we don't want to forget that. We don't want to forget the good feeling. I don't want anybody to be too negative. We're certainly not negative in the camp. The team are in a good place. Everyone understands what we're trying to achieve, and we'll try and achieve that going forward. The
5: increase in expectations is is because we've done well. Here's Kenny McLean who was in front of the media
9: yesterday. We don't think he will start but here he is. We'll look after the game tomorrow, see where we're sitting and then we'll look forward again. As I say, there's there's plenty of football to be played, there's plenty of games to be played. We'll, we'll look after tomorrow and we'll we'll do all we can to get the three points and we'll take it from there. last couple of games in, in patches, we'll, we have been really good. We've controlled large spells of the game. Of course, we've been into both games wanting wanting three points in both games and wanting to win but it wasn't to be, but as I say the consistency thing again, if we can perform for you know, for larger spells of the game and be more consistent then we win these games and that's what we're pushing for. We didn't we didn't lose the game, which is excellent, but we wanna go that next stage. We'll go that one step further. There was a big three points up for grabs tomorrow and you know, that's what we'll look to get. Jordan, what do you reckon tonight then what's the score line? See, I, I always get accused
8: of being the eternal optimist. I I, I <laughs> Realistically, I'd like to see us go a, a comfortable win. 4-0, easy. But mm-hmm. then again, I think Scotland's main problem recently is maybe that just that uh, sort of ruthless edge. We're controlling games, we're playing quite well, but we're not that ruthless in front of goal and we don't tend to you know, put teams away. Especially the last couple of games, we've not managed to put the teams away. But again, like I said, no disrespect to, to the opponents, but surely we've got the class, we've got premiership players in there. We should comfortably be putting this team to bed tonight, I think. Jordan what did you
4: for now Jordan what did you think of the the second half uh, performance against yeah, Israel sorry
8: it was, it was like you said there was it was a lot more controlled mm-hmm. I thought but then there was a couple of nervy minutes at the end where because we hadn't put, taken our chances one goal and that's all your hard work completely undone and i think that's kind of where i think every scotland fan knows the last 10 minutes you're usually nervous when was the last time you watched a scotland game and weren't biting your nails for the last 10 minutes because we only had a one goal lead or we were still drawing. so definitely I think the potential was there and that was evident in the second half but I think you eh, just need to push on that a little bit extra
4: Did you prefer the games off. Did you prefer the four at the back?
8: I'm a, I'm a big fan of four at the back I think I just think especially in international football when like you said earlier you don't have a lot of time as a squad I think every footballer from an early stage understands the workings of a basic 4, four two. And I think when you put that, you take away a certain level of nervousness from your players because although you might not play with a guy next to you week in week out, if he understands a basic four four two, you know where he's going to be and you know where you should be. I think when you start mixing that up a bit with players who are not quite used to playing with each other, it can then lead to errors, especially if that player's used to playing a certain way with their their their, their 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 normal club. Do you know?
5: Jordan, what would you say about Kieran Tierney who's probably, you know, we just see how he gets better and better and he looks really comfortable now with Scotland, uh, did you know he was going to become that good? I know you are a Celtic fan, you saw him for many years.
8: I, I think every every Celtic fan at least hoped um, that he'd be able to take what, how well we know. I think there was no, wasn't there a person in Scotland, doesn't matter what team you supported, that could deny he was a world-class talent, but it's always the way there can be players that come up to Scotland that are absolutely fantastic and then they go down south and then they just drop off a wee bit so you're always hoping but yeah I've, I've, I always like to think when uh, whenever I speak to my pals down south like, I tell you he's going to be that good from the very start so I think he can only get better as well I think you forget he's still in his 20s You know, he's got so much more to give um, he could play for any club in the world if you ask me
4: See, in, in terms of Kieran Tierney, I, I thought he was very good. I, I know John just says world-class at Celtic, but I thought he was very good at Celtic. I think now, since he's went down in the Premier League, he's world-class now. I, I, I Honestly, I've watched him a number of times this season, and I mentioned it on Monday night, Paul. For me, he just gets better and better. Um, I just love to watch him. He's a throwback as well. He's just, it looks to me, he's just a born winner. He's, he's somebody in the dressing room that I think would be round about people. He's a quite assassin. Um, but in terms of football, uh, as a footballer, I think he's top class. 23 years old, Shelley. I, yeah. I, I,
6: honestly, he's just growing it and growing and growing mm-hmm. And I think that he's playing different positions. I think most of this season he's played as a fullback, left fullback for Arsenal. He has played once as a wing-back. I think he's played a few games um, in a three on the left-hand side, so he's very adaptable and flexible. But even when he plays in a three, and you saw evidence of it in the second half against Austria, it, the way he drives no, into he's a the ball space carrier. is it, yep. and it, that's that's not always the case with centre backs especially playing in a three mm-hmm. but he was the one that was driving into the midfield which again gives you that overload further up the pitch and he's got a bit of everything but I, I agree with Barry when you play international football his passion shines through mm-hmm. he's a winner he will do anything that he can in his power to win games of football and that's what you want
4: Charlie, uh, he's one of them as a manager you could mm-hmm. ask Kieran Tierney to play wide right and I don't think he would complain he'd just say right no problem <laughs> Put his strip on, boots on, and out he goes. And he would be again. He would be one of the top performers. He's he's a manager's dream, probably. L- listen, I think if you ask him where he would want to play, he wants to play left back. That that's his position. Yeah, there's no yep. doubt about it. But I think where where Steve Clark he's, he's asked him to play lefty a back three. Obviously in the second half against Israel, he was left sided centre back. And again, I, I thought he was head and shoulders above everybody. Over the last two games, he's been Scotland's top performer by a country mile. Clearly,
6: the two for me that I've kind of shown this season. You know, both with club and country. And I know Mc, McTominy played obviously in the back line yeah. with Scotland, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the campaign previously. But Scott McTominay at Manchester United this year has been phenomenal. Yeah. Kieran Tierney has been exceptional at Arsenal. Two massive clubs mm-hmm. down in the EPL doing brilliant week in, week out, consistent. And, you know, going back, you know, Andy Robertson playing with Liverpool you need the best players Mm -hmm. playing in the team. So you have to find a way to fit them all in.
4: I'm glad Shelley mentioned McTominay um, because he he has come in for a bit of criticism in the past. But if you watch Man United perform this season, he's been one of Man United's best players. When he's rested, like I think it was Leicester, the cup game, Mm. it was Fernandes and (sighs) McTominay and Shaw. And that tells you what, Sholescar thinks of McTominay, and you've heard Steve Clark talk about McTominay. He's a top footballer. And how you Don't he missed play him? with Man United yeah. if you're no top class. And I agree with Shirley. I think over the last two games, day two, have been the standouts, but Kieran Tierney for me has been the better of the two.
5: Great point, Jordan. Before you go, um, any news in the Celtic job? Eddie Howe or Roy Keane? Who's it going to be? What's the news from Perth? Yeah.
4: Shelley yeah. <laughs> well, yeah.
7: Is Shelley
5: interested? Ba- Barry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shelley's, um, so, who do you who do you think, Jordan? Just briefly, who would you go for? Uh,
8: I'd prefer, over those two, I think I'd prefer Eddie Howe. I reckon mm-hmm. Roy Keane's he's a great uh, pundit, but he's yep. He's not had a not been a full-time manager in ten years, so I prefer somebody with a bit it, a bit more uh, central experience. Right? It would
5: be box office, though, wouldn't it? Steven Gerrard against Roy Keane be fantastic oh, wouldn't Dave,
8: it yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't miss an interview for sure uh, indeed
5: <laughs> and uh, Edouard did you hear me say he scored again for the French under 21 uh, so yeah he's Scotland's top scorer as well although it's been a bad season for him but they're two up at the moment right you reckon four Jordan thanks a million speak to you soon on go Yeah, cheers thank, thank you, you. cheers 08, 08 17 17 700 with Barry Ferguson Shelley Kerr Paul Cooney and Natalie is on the line now in Rutherglen Natalie good evening
3: Hi everyone, hi Barry, hi Shelley, hi Hi Natalie, how
5: are you doing? Good to hear you, how are you in Rutherglen? Normally it'd be mobbed wouldn't it just now? I used to uh, park and walk from Rutherglen to Hamden but it'll be quiet tonight because no fans but we'll be back soon won't we, surely? I really, really hope
3: so. Yeah. Hopefully now with everyone getting vaccines, hopefully it means they can get
5: fans back inside to the stadiums again. Yep, Natalie, there was a meeting today though at uh, the SFA at Hamden, just up the road from you, and it's about equality and it's about driving out racism. And uh, I think I know where I'm going then because you want to talk about what are UEFA doing um, with regards to the situation of the. Uh, Abuse, alleged abuse, we have to say, because it could be a legal case against Glenn Camara. Everyone was shocked two weeks ago. Natalie, what's your uh, what's your take on it today?
3: Um, what I just um, wanted to raise in with you guys is I just feel that as of obviously today, which the game was a couple of weeks ago, that an investigation surely has been carried out into the match by UEFA. And I just feel as if there's just been complete silence surrounding it. Um I that there's no statement. I feel if obviously they're not condemning it. it. Almost feels a little bit like the behavior is being condoned by U I didn't know what um, your thoughts were on that.
5: We'd certainly hope not, and they will. There's such huge attention in this. I see again today that uh, they've come out to Slavia Prague and are they're having a go at Rangers, so that they, you know they've gone on the attack a couple of times. Surely, Barry, UEFA are investigating it. It's a really you could see the
4: reaction. Yeah, I, I think it's a lack of information. Yeah. Um, I think people would just like to know actually that an investigation's underway. Yeah. We, we believe there one is, but you just want a bit of feedback. And listen, it can't happen overnight, we all get that. There's obviously a lot of things got to be done underneath it before they come to a decision. But I think people just want to know what, what's happening. Come out and at least say um, through the, their website or whatever that they're, they're obviously still um, so, trying to sort out the, the investigation. But I, again, I'll go back to it. There's just no place in the game. And it's great to see guys like Terry Henry come off like social media. I think it's time for these these guys to to make a stance Um, and come off it because there's no place for it it's ridiculous Um, there's no doubt in my mind it happened in the Slavia Prague game there's no doubt you don't cover your mouth and go up to an opponent and say something Um, so I just think people just want to know actually what stage they are at in the investigation and hopefully they come to a conclusion pretty soon Cadella was in town
5: while he was in Wales, obviously, yesterday. He's gone. We do have to watch what we say because there could well be, well, there will be investigations going on into it, Shelley. Um, It's just such a horrible thing, isn't
6: it? It is. It was despicable when you watch that happen Mm -hmm. live. And, um, you know, looking at the player's actions, um, you know, covering his mouth, it's obvious Mm -hmm. that there was something said. And you understand there's going to be some legal, you know, issues here, but, uh, you know, I think for me, the good thing is the football family have came and supported Glen Kamara and and Rangers as well. It's it's been absolutely outstanding the support that Glen Kamara has received. He shouldn't need it because it shouldn't have happened. You know, in this day and age, it's it's absolutely despicable. But I think again, you know, talking about UEFA, um, hopefully. They come out soon, and um, you know that they, they they do the right thing.
4: Natalie, yep. makes a great point in terms of the football family. It just shows you how great a game it is yep. when something actually happens. You see, the instance the old firm game, Scott Brown having to go over and and uh, have just a quick ten seconds with with Glenn Camara, and you see the amount of people who are, are standing up to it. And something needs to happen, and something needs to happen soon about it.
5: Natalie. I've got the Scotland team it's just come in but Ali's saying we go to a break I think we give you the Scotland team that's a great call you made there oh. Natalie well I'll tell you the team Thank you. yep I'll give you yeah, it. you absolutely. get it first yeah. yeah Craig Gordon is in goals it's Andy Robertson of course the captain Grant Hanley Kieran Tierney John McGinn's at number 7 we'll obviously give you the formation a second or two Scott McTominay Lyndon Dykes is in Callum McGregor Ryan Fraser Shay Adams and Kenny McLean he's going for it they're all in there Barry so yeah, that's it Kenny McLean is in Che Adams is in Ryan Fraser Lyndon Dykes as well more coming up next thanks Natalie what's your scoreline tonight can we ask you
3: um, I would love to see at least a 3-0 for Scotland I think we can do it if we go in fully attacking
5: ok we'll be back with more on the formation just after this
0: The Goal Radio Football Show Let's go.
5: The Go Radio Business Show Sunday morning and Sir Boyd Tunnock will be CBE will be on the programme uh, Sir Boyd mm. Tunnock yeah we talked about it Monday night Shelley what's your favourite of the Tunnock's uh, selections? Pea cakes. The, I'm the same 1-1 <laughs> one, one. but Barry prefers oh. caramel wafers.
6: the worrying thing was yeah. how quick I answered there
4: ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, caramel wafers I, I love caramel wafers Then. Closely log. Followed by
5: the log. That's right. Yeah, yep. You like the log? No, yep, I, love I like the, the log. Tea cakes stud. Man across from us used to work for them. We used to come home with the boxes of them when the kids were we. It was fantastic, Do you think Shelley. He'll yep. bring a few boxes in. I think he always does, but we've never, ever. Oh, asked as I said, for that. I can you know know collect like,
4: to... Mulder's son's just moved <laughs> house just behind Turnock's factory, so <laughs> there, I could. Um, could Click and yep. <laughs> So many. I, I, up, I could pick them up for everybody. There you are. Barry
5: Ferguson has offered which car will he be in. We'll find out. So, that's on Sunday morning, 11 till 12. Donald in the chair Tom Hunter Willie Hockey, Hunter and Hockey, it'd be fantastic and Sir Boyd Tuck in the studio here tonight we've got as I say it's football royalty Barry Ferguson Shelley Kerr and we gave you the Scotland team just before the break I'm going to read it again and then we're working on the formation Craig Gordon is in goals as we thought Andy Robertson the captain Grant Hanley Kieran Tierney John McGinn Scott McTominay Lyndon Dykes Callum McGregor Ryan Fraser Che Adams Kenny McLean on the bench David Marshall, the goalkeepers, and John McLaughlin. Stephen O'Donnell, Jack Henry, Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Christie, John Fleck, Declan Gallagher, Scott McKenna, Kevin Nisbet, Ollie McBurney, and Liam Palmer. Barry, what do you reckon the lineup is?
4: I don't, I don't know, I was just actually speaking to Shelley about it. I'm going to throw one out here, I think they're going to go with a, a 4-3-3. I think obviously Craig Gordon in goals I think it looks to me if he doesn't go a back three he'll play Kieran Tierney right back Hanley, McTominay will go back into centre back Robertson a midfield three of McGinn, McLean and McGregor and a front three Adams, Dykes and Fraser if he doesn't go that way maybe a back three Hanley, Tierney, Tierney and Robertson um, Could he
6: go four four two, And M- McLean on the left and Fraser on
4: the right? Yeah he, he could do that I think he's going to go where back four it looks it looks to me Kieran Tierney again I just mentioned him um, yep. before the yep. break there he's one of the players that you could go and ask to play this anywhere is,
6: this is a wonderful thing about um, Steve Clarke as a manager um, no one can foresee what his team's mm. going to be and I think that's a good thing it's a good thing you know for the opponents because we, even we're second guessing um, what he's going to do um, so it'll be really really interesting um, I think what I would say is that, you know out of that team, you've got one recognised centre-back in Grant Handley, if I'm right. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So yeah. that's really yeah. interesting.
6: Mm-hmm. And for me, that's... Maybe that's, one at the back. Yeah, maybe one at it. the back.
5: Yeah.
4: The opposite <laughs> of the Craig Levine team all those years ago. The, uh, yeah. uh, Shelley makes a great point. The, the Faroe Islands manager will be looking at this thinking, right, what way is he going to go? You obviously watched the last two games... In the games beforehand, it was a 3-5-2, as we have spoken about. He obviously changed it in the second half to a a 4-2-3-1. Me and Shelley are are in here racking our brains to see what what kind of formation he's going to play out. But to me, it does look that he's going to go a back four. I think he could put Ciarán Tierney to right back. I I may be wrong, we may be totally Mm -hmm. off off the mark here, but again, Shelley makes a good point. Mm Steve Clark's playing games here. He is. He's, um, and he'll be playing games with the Faroe Islands um, management team. Shelley, you said after you've done the media, it gets quiet for the manager for a wee while. So will you call him about
5: 22? <laughs> You're the recently departed from the job Scotland manager. You took us to a tournament before we even got to the Euros here. Give him a buzz. Uh, I am joking. It'd be great to know when he's meant. I like that about him as well, though, don't you? And I think you admire that, Barry. You can never tell, as Shelley says, uh, what Steve Clark's going to do.
4: Yeah, but I. Uh, I admire him as a, as a manager full stop. I really do. I think you just need to look at the clubs he's worked, worked at. You need to look at the job he'd done when he came up here um, to Kilmarnock. It was a fantastic achievement what he'd done there. And and look what he's done um, since he's took over at Scotland. As I said, he, he's got us to a major tournament for the first time in 23 years. And after the game on Sunday night and Monday, um, the criticism... I think he was getting was, was over the top I, I think we've got the right man um, at the top in Stevie Clark. and again he's, he's picked um a personnel here that we are kind of racking our brains of what way he's going to go, mm. but that's the beauty, of Steve Clark. I love my great football insight, Shelley. You must admire it. A few moments before the
5: break, there I said, "Well, Kenny McLean, he probably won't be playing tonight, will he?" But he was up in front of the media, and he's in there as well. So, Steve Clark, it's a cat and mouse game. Does this point though to we're really going to go for it tonight?
6: I and I, you know I'm racking my brains as well because if you look at um, McGinn, um, McLean, and McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're all left-sided players (laughs) you've got Robertson left-sided you've got Tierney left-sided so um, I'm really kind of I don't know how this will go how the team will start but for me I wouldn't be surprised if they go 4-4-2 either
4: if I'm a betting man which I'm not I think it'll be I'll go with Kieran Tierney right back Right. Okay. Hanley, McTominay and Robertson I may be wrong again hey you're looking Who forward knows? to it anyway Who yeah, knows listen, hey. I'll yeah. tell you one thing It's attack-minded yep. um, The players As Shirley just mentioned there. There's one One um, centre-back One centre-back yeah. Grant Hanley um, And the rest Are all Attack-minded players If you look at I
6: th- it I think Steve will have watched The Pharaohs playing And you, Listen You've got to concentrate On yourself Your strengths yeah. But He will be mindful Of how The Pharaohs have set up and as we both said earlier, they will um, drop off into their own half. Um, they'll have two banks of four, two forwards, one will tuck in. So they'll try and deny Scotland any space. So you need players that are creative on that pitch and there's certainly a lot of players that are creative there. So Because you need to find the space and it's the toughest thing to do. You know, when you set up teams in international football, the easier part, is defensively because that's structured an attack. It's unstructured, so and that's the hardest part to master. But we've got a variation. You know, I, I can see the way that he, he could chop and change in this game as he's done previously. And I think this, the you know, those players. Will
4: be flexible and adaptable, but they're, they're, it's a very, very attacking minded team. You look at the three forward players, mm. um, whether he goes with three up or two up, the Shelley's just mentioned there Adams, Dykes, and Fraser, there's, there's a real mm. threat there. You've got Dykes' physicality, you've got Adams, who's got decent pace, and, and, and to be honest, we impressed me against Israel, and Fraser's got genuine pace where he can hurt teams. Mm. Um, so, look, it's real attack minded, there's no doubt about that. He's, he's put personnel out there going attack for me and do you know what great we're positive and hopefully we can get the result with that Love it
5: Giving you the team first there on goal before 6 we're on from 5 every evening setting the agenda we're going back on the lines but I've got news that another former Scotland player tuned in at the moment and he should be he's on here tomorrow night Chris Burke the Kilmarnock the former Ranger star he at the moment is enjoying a Carmel Log. Turnock's Camel Log. He's yeah. on at the moment, so he's going to be yours yeah, The logs, okay.
4: Way for number
5: one, Log second. Let's go to Taylor in Cope Scotland fan. Hi, Taylor.
10: Hi, everyone. How you all doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm brilliant, thank you.
5: What are you thinking about tonight? We're obviously, it looks as though we're going for it.
10: We have to, I think. I think. <laughs> I'm wondering what everyone's thoughts is on our style of play the previous two games and how they switch. Is it going to be permanent or is it just because it's against a lesser team, so
5: to speak? He could probably tell you that after the game, mind you, but I know I know what you're saying there, Shelley.
6: Uh, d- uh, Taylor, uh, you make a good point because I, I think, you know, when you think back to the Nations League campaign, and obviously we had two back to back defeats. I think it would have been very hard for any manager to change the setup if he had won the game that would have got us kind of the three points to to top the Nations League I think what you would have seen is a Steve experiment but going into this campaign I think it was very difficult Um, it's such a pressured situation for a manager to change anything when something's been successful it's almost that you're damned if you do and damned if you don't but I think the fact that he's changed shape in the previous game obviously the second half changing to a back four I think that stands us in good stead. And like Barry and I have both said previously, you don't get a lot of time with the players on the pitch. And that's not an excuse, it's a fact. Mm -hmm. So I think that if he did play a four and start a four and it's successful tonight, take away the opponents because he's done it in the second half against Israel, who are a good team, then I think it's something that he can look at. So when you get to the Euros, you're actually saying, we can play three at the back or we can play four at the back. And I think that's a good bit of ammunition to have you know when
4: you go into the euros yeah flexible that's what it is in terms you, you come up will tell, your international teams um they play all different types of formations um so one thing he's got there is he's, he's 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 got the the chance to be flexible whether it's a back 3 or a back 4 um and as we've seen I, I thought in uh, Sunday night as i mentioned i thought the second half was a real positive performance when we went to a back four we mentioned the guy Andy Robertson who is has come in for a bit of criticism because um, yeah, listen and maybe Maybe rightly so, because he's not bringing the level of performance he has at Liverpool to Scotland. But I thought in that second half, he showed his, his qualities. Um, so tonight, for me, it looks that like he's, he's went real positive. I, I'm going to stick with a, a back four. I've just changed my midfield to a diamond um, and two up top. So right. you can either say a four diamond two or a four four two. But it's a real positive uh, formation. And it just shows you that uh, we're going to go for it. Because we need to get the win tonight. And there's no doubt about it. Taylor, your scoreline. What do you reckon?
10: I think a three now.
5: Right, so you're yeah, the same, think, same as Shelley, same as Barry. Yep. I said I think four.
10: Adams will get on the score sheet.
5: Yeah, and you think Adams will get? Yeah. What do you think of him? I would. You know, we're saying he's I playing he up was, front with Danny Ings. It's, I uh, thought he
10: was brilliant. Uh-
5: uh-huh. And it's all about Ings point. to go to Man City. New, you know?
10: yep. I thought he brought a whole new dynamic to the attack. We were more varied. I thought, especially in the second half, when he was allowed to express himself a wee bit more. I think him and Dykes up top. I would actually play the two of them.
4: Yeah, but I, I think that. I mean, that's got potential to be a real good partnership. Dykes and, and Che Adams. Um, what Taylor just mentioned. There, I was really impressed with him. I, I thought he was really good. Um, mm. in, in the full game, not just the second half. Uh, he's got a bit of pace about him as well. He's really direct. You see, for goal, goal, um, McGinn plays the the, the ball through him, and he's first. Mm. Thought and mind is to drive towards the goal, and he does that. And when you do that, you commit defenders, and that's what he done. Um, and he played the ball um, into Ryan Fraser. It was a bit behind him, but yep. you've got to give Ryan Fraser credit. He's he's come back inside and he's, he's finished it really well. But Shea Adams has been really impressed, and I think um, it's a it's uh, been great to add to him to the Scotland squad.
5: Taylor, I can tell you, Chris Burke's been on. He's going for the three-five-two diamond as well. Barry, same. Is that what you're going for as well now? Four diamond two. Well, is that what you said
4: what's
5: saying? that a three-five-two, a diamond yeah alright okay I, listen as so, long as we win <laughs> exactly yeah um, listen can I ask you we were talking earlier um, to uh, Natalie who was on and a few people just about loads of different things uh, you're a your, your Rangers supporter Taylor yeah Yeah. Uh, see Stephen Davis tonight 126 caps captain of Northern Ireland surpassing uh, you know Pat Jennings, what would you, what, what can you say about him that hasn't been mentioned already? And what a credit to your club.
10: I don't think there's anything you can say about him. I just think he's the model professional and mm-hmm. anyone should aspire to. I don't just mean Rangers fans. So, Everyone, he's a model professional. Mm-hmm. Does his job week in, week out. To, I think he's one of the most consistent players in the league. I've, I don't think I've seen him have a out-and-out out bad game even weeks where you're thinking oh he's, he's knowing his best he's still producing something a key pass defensive walk he's just phenomenal
5: that's a great point uh, is he your player of the year or is it Alan McGregor or
4: the captain play, Tavernier
10: player of the year for me has got to be Alan McGregor I'm, I'm just in love with that man I think he's <laughs> phenomenal <laughs>
4: so am I Taylor (laughs) no listen in terms of Stephen Davis 126 caps it's brilliant achievement delighted for him Um, was lucky enough to play with him Um, the first time he was at Rangers he was more of a forward thinking player he's adapted his game as he's got older and uh, I'm with Taylor this season every time I've watched Rangers um, he's been if not one of the main performers um, in that team great footballer um, not the biggest to be, nope. be honest with you but what, what he does is he can handle the, the football which a lot of players nowadays can Um so he's had a great season and nobody deserves it more than him tonight what an achievement 126 caps for, for Northern Ireland fair play Shelley you'd want to pay tribute I, to I, Steve Davis 36 years old
6: I just think that his whole career um, you know, club level international football and it's to, to be so consistent over that period of time to get you know, 126 caps for your country and still play at a top level and you know I've, I've been fortunate to watch a lot of football um this season get to watch live football and um i've managed to watch him play this season quite a wee bit and i, I always talk about balance because for me balance in a team's the most important thing and especially in the spine of your team and he, there is absolutely no doubt that he has been integral to Rangers success this season by providing balance in that midfield area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he does the simple thing, the fundamentals, really well, but he doesn't just do them really well. He's exceptional at the fundamental things in football. And, you know, he's, he's been absolutely yeah.
4: outstanding all these No, he you. does, Shelley, you made a good point. He does the basics brilliantly. Mm-hmm. He's very simple. Um, and football is simple yeah. at times. And, and he does that, um, as I said brilliantly and he deserves um, all the accolades he gets and, and what an achievement tonight, 126 caps his age as well, 36 years of age and one thing about him is the manager at club level the manager would like to have probably rested him but with the injuries mm-hmm. he's had to play Sunday, Thursday, Sunday and he's still performed at a, a top level
5: going to have to go, Taylor we hope we get the four tonight well done, good call, thank you Thank you for having me Speak to you night. soon. Thank you you too Enjoy Let's go. Stay safe everyone The lockdown is still on And the vaccinations are happening all over the place How many in Scotland have I don't know Almost half the population have been vaccinated Shelley you don't mind talking about it do you And I know you're urging people to get the vaccination Absolutely when can. I'm
6: going myself the middle of April So I'm delighted to be at that age That I'm getting offered a vaccine Never. I can't wait
5: don't look it but it is good I mean it's great that people are coming out and well-known people are saying get the vaccination stay well and it helps us the route out of lockdown and thanks to everyone in the the services who are looking after us and all the carers and nurses and doctors and and everyone old folks homes wherever stay safe everyone keep washing your hands the hot water the soap really important look after each other be kind as we said there it was good to hear uh, on the line there Barry we had uh, our caller Taylor saying you know have a good evening enjoy it we're up for it tonight aren't we yeah.
4: positive um, we're looking forward to a, a game that I'm hoping that we're going to attack and um, get that vital three points because um, you look at the team you look at the personnel within that team real attack minded players and there's goals in that team so I'm looking forward to the game now um, and so we should because listen go in with confidence and be positive and make sure we get the three points We'll hear from Shelley in a second or two. I'm just listening to, I was trying to listen to
5: the cuts that we had from Stevie Clark before uh, yesterday, you know, before the game itself. We now know the team. I'm just looking to see what he said. He talked about arrogance or that confidence go out uh, upbeat and it certainly looks a team that is poised to build up for goals tonight. Let's to see, he talked about the focus of the match and the team and how they would be tonight. It's
1: important to win tomorrow in the context of the, the World Cup qualifying group. We've got plenty more games to play after these after these three. Another seven in the autumn, five-month time. So a lot can change
5: in five months. We focus only on the game tomorrow. Yep, well, that, tomorrow is now tonight. Shelley, how are we going to line up then? Should we give the one to 11? or Have you got the, all the names of how you think we're going to play?
6: I'm really unsure, if I'm being honest. They could go a back four. Barry and I have spoken about that. It could be Robertson, you know... Hanley, McTominay, obviously Craig Gordon and Goals, mm-hmm. Tierney at right back. Mm-hmm. Um, they might play a diamond in the midfield with um, you know McGregor sitting, um, Fraser and McLean either side and McGinn at the tip of the diamond. Barry, maybe it could be Fraser there with Dykes and Adam. I think the one thing's for sure is we're going to have those, those two mm-hmm. up top, whatever way we go. It could be a three, um, a three five two. 5 2 So... I'm undecided, um, but I like the team. I like the personnel because, you know, out of that team, there's pretty much one natural, maybe two natural defenders. So um, I, I do like a bit of balance in my team. But um, I definitely think it's an attacking team, and I think that's what we should do. We mm-hmm. should. We're at home. We're at Hamden, mm. I know there's no support there, but I think we want to start the game um, with real intent and with a variation in our attacking play.
4: Barry Ferguson. What do you reckon the lineup? How are we, I'm going how are we to going to put to play? my neck the line? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go a back four um, Tierney, Hanley, McTominay, Robertson, midfield, Diamond, McGregor at the bottom, McGinn and McLean either side, Fraser at the top of the diamond, and Adams and Dykes up front. And I just think they'll go for it and just make sure McGregor, Hanley, McTominay always stay behind the ball. Um, and if you look at the players that are on show, real good quality, good footballers at good levels and there's goals in that team so it's a real positive um, positive team that the managers put out and let's go and get three points that's the main thing tonight after two draws which we're disappointed about and that that's a great thing, that just shows you how far we have came over the last um eighteen months or so that we're disappointed, coming away with only two points against um Austria and Israel. So tonight's a great opportunity to get back to winning ways and I'm more than sure that we'll do it tonight with the team that's on show.
9: Here is Kenny McLean who is playing tonight. Every game we go into we want to won. Um that's gonna be no different tomorrow. As I said, we are we are massive favourites and you know, we we've got so much quality in this squad and that's why we are the favourites so we need to bring that quality out as i say not underestimate the opponent we've got because they'll come here we'll make they'll make it tough we we'll saw that you know upsets can happen so it's down to how we approach the game in our mentality he says they'll be ready for it this evening we'll be ready for whatever the situation is if they come and, and sit and make it hard to beat then we'll we'll be ready for that if they come and have a goat, then we're ready for that as well we can't underestimate them um, as I say we've saw people slit them up recently and it's down to us to make sure that's not what happens tomorrow I think they'll
1: come the same as they did with Austria they went out to Austria they put the Austrians under pressure put a lot of balls in the box they've got a long throw they've got good delivery on set plays they've got the goal off a of set play they've got a really big centre half who I believe plays in Ireland and they're a threat Phys- physically they're a threat they're a good team they're a team that we have to expect to beat we have to try and obviously we go to the game to get the points but they're not the, the Pharaohs that maybe they were of 10, 20, 30 years ago when they first broke into the international scene they, they're
5: well organised and they know what they're doing Barry, we heard from the manager and from Kenny McLean what does Kenny McLean
4: bring to the team for you? Good footballer done really well obviously early doors at, at St Myrne um, he had not back when he was younger let go by Rangers and sometimes it's, um, it shows good character he went to St Myrne done well then went up to Aberdeen and was one of the top performers up there and got his move to Norwich. Played in the Premier League. I know he's in the championship, but it looks to me that Norwich are going to get promoted. It's a good player, Kenny McLean. I like um it's good for young boys to look at players like Kenny McLean, um that are that get um, no let down but let no. go by clubs and it's easy for young boys to fall out the game, but that's a good mental attitude for me. Um but one thing I will say about this Scotland squad They show good character That's um, The last two games They've went behind Three times And it's easy Sometimes To let you Let yourself Feel sorry um, Or sorry should I say Feel sorry for yourself And they've come back So that shows Good character And there's good um, Good players as I said So Looking forward to see How Kenny does He's been patient Yep Um, He normally Turns up And he's normally on the bench and maybe gets a 10 or 15 minutes here so it'll be interesting to see how he does but listen he's a player that I I rate highly as I said um, you don't go down uh, in are a a decent club done really well when I watched him last last year in the Premier League and again he's continued that sort of form in the Championship and it looks to me they're they're going to win that that league by by a country mile so good to see him getting the opportunity Shelley we're going to get your team talk just before we finish at 7 now we'll get the final
5: rally cry we do want to ask you though uh, the women's football starts again this weekend and how we are looking forward to it and isn't it great it's going to be on the on the telly as well well done the BBC
6: uh, yeah it's fantastic I think it's a long time coming I know down south the WSL they have a highlight show the women's football yep. show so it's great that obviously you know BBC are, are actually showing highlights of the game I think it's important for young girls but not just young girls the whole country to see that, you know women's footballs out there and um so i th- i think it's it's great and it's great to see them back playing i know that you know previously they were a bit especially in the in the top league you know a bit disappointed that they weren't allowed back sooner but they're back now, and um, you know I'm sure all the players and the, the managers, coaching staff are all excited about this weekend. Mm.
5: Hearts Rangers on Saturday. Some cracking yeah, fixtures. <laughs> yeah, uh, one o'clock on Sunday, and then ten past four um, a derby, Celtic against Glasgow City, uh, and that's live on BBC Alba. The other ones on the BBC One iPlayer. Sounds like too many plugs here for the national broadcaster, <laughs> uh, Shelley. Who do you fancy, Hearts Rangers? What do you think?
6: Um, I think, I don't want to upset anyone, but I think Rangers yeah. will, will win that
5: one. Mm-hmm. And for someone from the East as well, is that difficult you uh, no, to say? Listen, no, listen, no. I think yeah. it's
6: just, it's matter of fact, Rangers, yeah. Rangers have been, you know, went professional. Got the and, investment. Um, you know, yeah. the investment's been there for everyone mm-hmm. to see. So I, I think Rangers will win that one.
5: And Celtic, Glasgow City. Barry, what do you reckon? Glasgow City have done so well for so long. Leanne, or only yeah. Leanne Crichton will be, will yeah, be there. Yeah, the,
6: but
4: the problem Glasgow City I've got is... Shelley just mentioned Rangers are full time mm. Celtic are full time as well it does make a make a difference um, and I watched the game I think it was earlier on this season at Broadwood um, Celtic and um, Glasgow City um, so it's going to be a close one Celtic for me but I'll, obviously the the Hearts and the Rangers games won one for me my, my yeah. nephews on the coaching staff mm. at the Rangers women's team so I hope um, I hope they they get off to a, a winning start Phrases we don't hear too often from Barry Ferguson Celtic for me there but you hear it all
5: here in the Go Radio (laughs) Football show Uh, Rangers of course are top of the league currently City in second, Celtic in third your scoreline on it? Shelley, oh, it's left time for. Can you predict when,
6: the scoreline?
5: Maybe on that one for Scotland, Shelley. We've got one minute left before, and um, less than an hour to go to kick off tonight. Um, thanks to everyone who's been calling in and has been on the socials and willing Scotland to, to do it. Um, five points is, is what we want at the end of this evening. What, what would you? What's your rally cry?
6: I think the rally cry is start the game well. Um, you know, the whole country's behind you and they, we are. I mean, as much as sometimes you get critique when you're involved in the sure. national setup, there's our, our supporters are so passionate. Give them a goal early doors, be patient, but play with speed in the right areas of the pitch, have plenty of attack and variation and, you know, enjoy the occasion. That's always what I finish with. I don't know about you, Barry, but you have to enjoy playing football.
4: Mm-hmm. And just believe in yourself as well. You, you look at that squad uh, or that, team that the managers picked they're real top quality mm-hmm. so go out with confidence really start the game at a high high tempo um, and if we do that look there's only going to be one outcome for me and that's a, a Scotland win so three uh, listen I think it's going to be if you're asking me for a prediction three am. or four for me three or four you might be four now yeah you were three yes, yeah yes with the, the obviously the, the changes. attacking team yep. <laughs> and listen he's clearly went out to win the game and go and score goals so winning games breeds confidence and scoring goals breeds confidence as well so for me it's going to be a great night for Scotland 3 or 4 nil. and that would put us in a great position because
5: Denmark obviously they're 6 out of the first 2 games they could drop something tonight or they could go to 9 points Shelley and we could be we could be in 2nd position tonight yeah, yeah that's
6: a tough game for both them, Denmark and Austria mm. so yep. you know hopefully it's a draw and as Barry says we get a decent performance and lots of goals I'm, I'm going for my prediction I said earlier 4 nil Scotland
5: 4 nil Scotland tomorrow night former Scotland stars are going to be here with Rob McLean Simon Donnelly ex-Celtic Chris Burke ex-Rangers and currently with Kilmarnock and let us hope this time tomorrow night we're talking about a Scotland victory Barry great to have Shelley back with us tonight isn't it? Yeah, uh, been a number of weeks will you yeah. come back and see us soon? Hopefully
6: yeah? yes if I'm invited you are invited (laughs) yeah
5: that's it from us see you tomorrow good luck Scotland we're back tomorrow at five
3: the Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights
6: from five
0: feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers feel the drive from the sidelines feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.